women who have survived unthinkable and unspeakable violence behind the closed doors of their own homes are speaking out more than ever before. This podcast is dedicated to sharing the stories and journeys of women survivors turned entrepreneurs and how they use their strength and tenacity to help other women move from surviving to thriving. Welcome to Flow Rising. This show contains adult topics and often contains triggering stories. Audience discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Flow Rising. I love these episodes when I get to be joined by my international guests. And today I am joined by Sue from all the way down under in Australia. Sue, good morning to you. It's evening where I am, but good morning to you. How are you doing today? I'm really well. Thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. Um, I don't usually, it's funny for me, I don't usually record in the evening. So, so I'm like, oh, all right, here we are. But with the time difference, <laughs> we were talking earlier, I'm like, time difference, man. Sometimes my guests come on from Australia and it's two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning for them. I'm like, oh, you're, you're dedicated. So happy to be here recording with you today. As always, we start with where you are. Um, all my guests have amazing things that they're doing businesses, authors, coaches, speakers. Sue, share with us and the audience what it is that you do, the types of people that you serve um, in the work that you're doing today. So thank you. So yes, I am a book coach and predominantly I work with business owners and people that have been through some kind of trauma. And the reason I do is because it's my personal experience and because, of course, I'm in business and I know what it's like to write a book because of your business and how that can, you know, help you, you know, get credibility, etc. And, of course, trauma. Uh, anyone that's been through any kind of trauma, same. I've been through a few different things. So, again, I can definitely relate and help people with that. So that's pretty much what I do. I help people, yeah, um, unblock and get that story from within and out and help them put it into a book, help them unblock so that they can put it into a book. And then, of course, it goes through the process of actually proofreading, formatting, and then a printed book in your hand. Yeah. That's a, it's a big it's a big deal for people um, to get that book published. And it's interesting how you talk directly to the audience of this show, you know, the people who are business owners, people who've been, um, you know, trauma survivors. Um, and it's, it is, it's hard to get that story out. I think either, even if you're, you know, just an entrepreneur and maybe you don't have a traumatic background, sometimes getting it going, but especially for people who have trauma, there's this des desire to share the story, but then there's so many mental blocks. There's so many things that prevent you from, you know, just really letting that story, you know, be told the way that it needs to be told. Mm, exactly. um, now I'm guessing that you started uh, by writing your own story. So do you have a book or books um, that are published? Yes, I have uh, 10 books of my own and of course have others in, in the pipeline, but I'm, I'm busy helping others and that's fine. But yeah, the first one was about anxiety and depression which is what I went through and so that that was the story that I suppose I didn't realize at the time but was the one that was pretty much based on what I do now as far as 
you know, it's amazing how we attract the people we're meant to attract. And of course, that is the way, reason I attract people that are going through, you know, something traumatic like that or depression because I've been through it. So, you know, I got to the point where like, I lost everything, had nothing, not even money in the bank and thought, wow, okay, this is interesting. Where to from here? And and I didn't realise I had depression. So I ended up researching all about that to figure out what was going on and how I could fix it. And, you know, I got to the point where I, I just, you know, I did think about suicide and it was only because of my dogs, which the one that actually saved me and pulled me out of it I only lost six weeks ago, sadly. But, yeah, he was 16 and three months, so he, he reached a good age. And, you know, he was just the most beautiful boy and he was the one that got me out of it. And from that I, you know, I wrote about depression and anxiety because I wanted to understand it for myself. So it was a very healing process. And then I thought, well, what if I put this into a book and actually publish it and then I can help other people? So that's what I did. And then, of course, I went on to write other books from that as well. But, yeah, and then, you know, along the way I decided why not have cancer? Um, you know, why not add that to the mix? <laughs> and so, you know, I thought, wow, wow, what else can you throw at me? And, of course, you know, then I've got a mother I'm caring for with dementia. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on. But, you know, I I live from a place of positivity and I, I'm actually an intuitive artist as well. So this is, I, I love doing art and writing. So I thought to myself, how can I do both? Because I want to do both because they're both so important in their own way. So I brought the two together and that's why I created my five unique sort of step process because it brings the two together and I have, you know, the art side of it is where I have a couple of different processes that helps unblock the story and helps heal at the same time so as well as writing the story so that's lovely I love how I think I get blessed because I get to hear all the these beautiful stories of people who are just like nope I took my own pain I took where I was and instead of doing what sadly you know sadly happens to a lot of people it overcomes it's overwhelming and they choose to you know, leave, leave this earth, you turn it and you go, hmm, nope. And it's true. It's one spark. I mean, for me, it was my son, but I had a dog too. Like she, you know, I, I think about she's, she's walking by. It's pretty funny. Uh, she was the one who like really was there. I mean, the, you know, staying with me, I think I believe dogs are intuitive, but she's that one that was highly intuitive. And she just, she would just stay with me and snuggle with me and really, you know, some days it was like, oh, Nope. I have to get up because she has to get up and, oh, now I have to, you know, work with the kid and, and yeah, all those mm. small reasons. So, but I love that you took all of that momentum and then found that way to be like, nope, and now I can give back, which is a lot of what we talk about here on the show, how we took our own pain, our own yeah. story, our own path and turn it around into something that's serving and thriving and, and helping others. Because I think that's, that's huge for most survivors is that helping piece. Oh, I mean, I, I never want anyone to go through what I've been through. If I can help just one person not go through all the things I've been through, then I've done my job and I'm very happy. 
I feel very blessed to be able to do that. But I know I can help more than just one. So that's why it's very exciting. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that is that is our the goal here is just to, to let others know that you're not alone and it's totally possible. There is life after. There is moving forward in big ways. Um, exactly. We do often talk about our, our own paths and our own stories here. So I always ask my guests, you know, you shared a little, you know, anxiety and depression, and that comes with all kinds of traumas. I think you shared with me some of your story was like a lot of us as we start our healing journeys. It's from childhood. It starts when we're young, um, mm. you know, and, and leads into life. Um, but share with the audience just a little bit about your own experiences, um, you know, in in how you got to where you were when you realized I need to be, I need to be healing. Yeah, well, I'd lost everything, as I said. So, you know, I mean, I, I had a pretty tough childhood and, you know, I had an alcoholic father who, you know, one night decided he wanted to kill mum and I. So that was, you know, pretty bad. Uh, I, I, since, you know, and it took a, a long time before I just went, you know, I need to actually forgive him. For me, in order for me to move forward and heal and be able to yeah, live my life to the fullest potential that I can, I need to forgive him. And that was a really difficult thing to do. But I did it. And then I, re you know, realised that, and I know this might strange, sound a bit strange to people, but he was doing it from a place of love. He was actually doing that to protect me because he loved me. And I, it took me quite a while to get my head around that. But when I did, I went, oh, wow. Okay, well, that makes sense to me now. So it was, you know, really good. But I think, you know, a lot of those things that I went through as a child obviously were build up to, to the point that I got to where I thought, well, you know, that's it, I can't take any more. Because, you know, when I had... I had the husband, I had the house, I had the dog, everything, you know, everything was going fantastic. And then all of a sudden that all disappeared and I was left with nothing except for the dogs I had at the time, um, which I still have one of them. She's nearly 16, so God love. But, you know, it was it was such a horrible feeling to have completely have nothing to have everything and then to have completely nothing and to be completely alone apart from my dogs it was very difficult because even my mum god love her she didn't fully understand what was going on she didn't know how to help you know and when you get when you're at that point you do need some kind of professional help and then to be able to even if you just journal about it you know it doesn't even need to be a, a book that you write however it would be lovely to turn your journal into a book because your story will resonate with someone and help someone else because that that I think is the thing that is key because when someone's reading that story they go oh my goodness I'm not the only one going through this I'm not alone someone else has actually been through this and I think that makes you know makes it a lot easier for you to move forward. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that that's, that's why I do the podcasting part is this is, you know, I, mm. I struggle with writing. It's interesting how much of um, childhood trauma I, I've wrapped up around writing myself that my mother would insist. I grew up with a very narcissistic mother 
And she would insist that we all keep journals. And I never knew why. It's because she was reading them. Oh. And and then she would use, you know, those private thoughts or whatever against you. Wow. And so I, I, and it took me a while to actually get to that point that I was like, oh, oh no. Cause I, I turned it into, I'm a bad writer. I don't know what, I'm kind of stupid. And then I was like, oh, oh no, actually I, I am good at writing. And, you know, but uh, I want to get, I want to talk a little bit about the, the forgiveness piece because it's interesting. A lot of, I've had other guests talk about how they, the way that they moved forward by, was by finding love for, or compassion for, or, you know, forgiveness for their abusers. Um, and I've had people ask me the same thing, you know, why don't you hate your ex? You know, he was terrible to you. He did horrible things to you. And why don't you hate him? And I said, because then I turn into him mm. and I, I, that forgiveness, that compassion, that, that, that's for me, like, like you said, seeing that it's okay. You know, you were loving me in the best way you could and the best way you could was not, you, <laughs> not, you not forgive the actions. Exactly. You, you were, it was coming from a place of love, even though that love was twisted and the way that it was manifesting was bad. But what were some of the things that you went through? Uh, again, you said it's a very long journey. It really is. But talk a little bit about that forgiveness piece and how yeah, that, that showed up for you it um well I mean I was always really sad and 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 angry and you know there was all of those negative emotions that are always around and I, I just got to the point where I thought I can't live like this anymore like this is just ridiculous like this, it's got to be better than this like this is just not good so I you know, start and it was through someone else talking to me. You know, you know, I was actually having conversations with someone else that was able to help me understand that, yeah, what he was doing was well. I mean, he didn't realize that, you know, what he was doing was as bad as what it was. You know, he was, and that's what happens generally. It's they they believe that what they're doing is the right thing. However, to us it isn't because it's like, you know, you can't even Im imagine that. So why would that actually be happening to me? So I just started, yeah, they sort of said to me, well, you know, they're doing this and as I said, they're doing this because they're trying to actually show you the way forward and, and that, yeah, they're they're doing this to help you and I'm like, how does that work? Like, how does them hurting me in such a you know, painful way helping me? And they're like, well, it's making you stop and realize that, you know, there is love and there is forgiveness. And if you can bring yourself to love him and forgive him for what he's doing, then you're just going to project that to everyone else, you know. It's, you know, because if if we're all living negative and, and, and in the negative side of things and with hate and with fear, then we're projecting that onto everyone else because, I mean, I know this is going to maybe get a bit woo-woo, but, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're all connected. And, you know, whatever I'm projecting, 
that's actually like if I'm projecting fear, then everyone else is getting that as well. Yet if I'm projecting love, then we're all getting love. And what a, that's such an you know, amazing way to live. It's the most beautiful way to live. Yeah. So we've just got to understand that, yeah, whatever we're, you know, um, and I've been listening to, just as an example, I've been listening to Wayne Dyer when I've been doing my walks every day and this lady's been interviewing him and it's just been really, you know, I mean, I know a lot of this but it's just like a reminder. But, you know, like he was talking about, like, you know, when we think of someone and all of a sudden they ring you or email you or whatever, you know, it's because we're connected. Same as if someone rings you on the phone, then all of a sudden someone else rings you on the phone. You know, it's because we're connected and we're all part of God, you know, and, and, you know, if you don't believe that, then, you know, that's fine (laughs) too, but we are all a part of him. So we're not, you know, or that's him or her, I'm not sure. It's yeah. yeah, just whatever. I don't even know how we can describe it. But um, but yeah, because it's not they're, they're not like us as in human form. Because we are, we're all, you know, a spirit living. And and we're, this life here is we're experiencing it as a human in a human yeah. body, you know. But we're actually infinite, you know. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is where, and I'm, I don't know why we've gone down this road, but it is, <laughs> it is, but it is it's, it's fascinating. It is. And, yeah. but this is a, 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 the reason why we attract the people we attract. Mm-hmm. You know, I was speaking to a lady yesterday and we were sort of talking about similar stuff and then all of a sudden she said, because I said, you know, I've had cancer. She said, oh, yeah, I have too. I went, oh, there you go. And she said, yeah, I had breast cancer. I went, me too. <laughs> so I said, there you go. That's exactly what yeah. I'm just talking about. It, it is. It's so funny. We, we get a lot woo-woo on this show because, well, guess what I attract? <laughs> <laughs> it is very true that I, I you know, I, I get that. Like I'm reading, um, I'm I, often on reading the book by Alan Watts where he talks a lot about that connection. It's a book from the 60s and he talks about light and dark are not, separate. They're not opposites. They are two sides of the same coin. Mm. Love and fear are the two sides of the same coin. They actually can't exist without each other. And I had, I remember having this thought as I came out of my marriage a few, you know, four years ago that it was okay. So I have been through hell. I have been through horrific experiences. Really terrible things have happened to me. And even though I just barely understood the thought back then. I was like, that means an equal amount of amazing things can happen to me. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a tiny grain of a seed that I was in a really, really bad space one day. And that tiny, tiny, again, just little seed where that thought came from. I don't know. Somebody yeah. else out there had that thought or someone had that projection and my, my soul, my space hurt that and went, there are equally amazing things. And now I, I'm in a, like the exact opposite relationship. All the things that I fantasized and pretended and dreamed and hoped for have come into my space because I have been able, and, and I still work through that, that forgiveness piece. I think that's always 
Mm. Especially, you know, I think eventually you do get to a point where that, that becomes your being, but moving through that space in the beginning, I mean, I'm, I, there's still days when I'm, I'm cursing the, the skies and <laughs> we all have those too <laughs> as, yeah. as we heal yeah. that we're, we're cursing and screaming, why me? And then again, that, okay, you know, yeah, they take being in a state of love means understanding that forgiveness and love and, and healing space, which seems hard, but it's actually how it works. Yeah. But the thing, the other thing is, is that we, we, the only reason we go through these things is because the divine God, whatever you want to universe, whatever you want to call it, puts us in that situation only because they know that we can handle it. Yep. We, we are not put into those situations if we can't. And the reason is also is because they or he knows that we're the ones that can then take that and help others with it. That's uh, and, and yeah, discover it. that connection and then use that connection. It's funny. I have on, on my phone, I have a, a little statement that says, uh, the abuse didn't make you strong. You over, you overcame it because you're already strong. I and it's, that. it's true that we, the strength was, you know, I, and I've, sh you know, shared similar things when people are like, you know, come to me because that happens when they're in a tough space or I don't, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get through. And I said, you know, this sounds corny, but I'm going to say it anyway, because it's something that got me through was you've already survived a hundred percent of the worst of your days. You already mm. are strong. You don't, you don't need to ask for strength. You have strength exactly. you need to just uncover from within that strength yep. piece. Um, yeah. Oh, there's the doggies. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't be. It's totally fine. I have, I have three. <laughs> and I have three that they're being good right now but if a dog walks by because it, it, it's evening so it's I, I call it dog walk o'clock you know yes in the evening everyone gets home from work and out we go and I'm like oh and my dogs just go crazy <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes nah. so another another piece you touched on and that I love because I think a lot of I find this a lot of survivors have this creative side uh, music. I know yours is art. I'm going to ask, is, are the pieces behind you? Did you do those? Yes. Yeah. They're I lovely. Did. I love Thank that. You. Um, how, you know, you, you talked about that you have like a five-step process and you could talk about that part of it you want or, but how did bringing art into your, your life or, or discovering it or however that worked for you, how's that part of your healing journey? So I, it was, it was, um, quite interesting how I mean I, I've always had art in me and I remember having an angel reading and the lady that was doing it she said to me have you done art before I said yeah yeah I've done uh, on and off all my life you know and she said well I, your auntie is here telling me to tell you to to continue with it to just get back into it and I'm like okay she said, yeah, no, but like really, like, you know, you're dabbling in at the moment, but like really you need to just really think about that and bring that into your, you know, daily life. I went, mm, okay, just sort of, you know, kept it there in the back of my mind. And then I ha had this friendship with a lady who decided to turn nasty and anyway, that all went pear-shaped and, and I was like, I, I didn't even see it coming. It was just out of the blue. And so then I found this lady 
that from America that I saw what she was offering and it was a like 12 month um, program and it was all about like intuitive art, this, that and the other, healing yourself through art and I'm like, wow, that sounds amazing. So I signed up for it and completely turned my life around because it was what helped me get through all of that. And then once I sort of went through the program, that's when I then got cancer and went, wow, okay. And so I went, well, I'm just going to go and just do all of that again to get me through the cancer, which I did. So this is, and I thought, well, this is actually quite powerful to be able to use the art to heal myself. And, and I thought, I need to share this with others, you know, not just with myself. So, you know, I also now run workshops doing that kind of stuff. And then, as I said, I loved art and I loved writing. So I thought, how do I bring them together? And so I thought, well, you know, in my program, I have got the the basic, you know, do the outline and how to make it flow and all of that kind of stuff. But I then bring the art part into it, which helps people unblock their story. And I've got two different processes because I first I had the, just the canvas and then I went, hmm, hang on a minute. I know what happens to me if I have a blank canvas in front of me. Sometimes I go, mm. and, you know, I I start to sort of get quite anxious. And I thought, that's just going to trigger some people and I get that. So I thought I need to have an option for people that are too frightened to go to the canvas. So I've got a new process that is pretty much just on a piece of paper with, you know, markers and, a you know, a pen and that's it. And it's very powerful there is power you know both powerful but just different ways of doing it and it's a gentle way of helping you process and heal and unblock so I just love it and that's why I've brought the yeah two together because of how powerful it is and it is so powerful to tap into that creative uh aspect I've read so you talked about going down the rabbit hole of researching. Yeah. I've also found that a lot of survivors, that's what we do. Um, and my, my rabbit hole of research has been about um, nervous system healing because a lot of my trauma was physical and I'm learning about, oh, it's still all here and how to, f- how to physically heal it. And um, one of the guys I, I pay attention to and watch his stuff is that he talks about finding a creative outlet. And it's it's not just because I'm all thumbs when it comes to <laughs> art, like physical art like that. That's never been my thing. But then he would, and so I was like, ah, art, I don't do it. And then he, he started listening and he goes, he's like, music, creating or listening to it, dancing, whether it's professional or just doing it for yourself, arts, any kind of physical art. And then he goes, gardening, Ooh. cooking. Oh. And I was like, he's like, woodworking. I'm like, oh. Oh, I love all those things. But to me, I never saw those as creative. I was like, it's just, this just what, you know, something to do. And when I switched that, especially around cooking, um, that I was like, oh, no, I really, really love this. And then diving into new ways. And my fiance is super, I mean, he loves, he loves food and he's actually a really good cook himself, but he introduced me to a local spice shop. Now it's like my, my new, like it, it's, it's my jewelry store. It's like my new favorite place to go and getting into, you know, or getting back into, you know, 
herbs and using herbs as natural healing, going to the apothecary. And he, he teases me. He goes, you make your witch's brew when I make tea. And I'm like, but what's funny is that he said that to me teasingly a few weeks ago. And I was just like, I was like, oh, stop. And then I was like, I actually kind of want to lean into that because that tapping into that childlike nature also, because when I was a little girl, we'd go outside and my sister and I would play, you know, throw sticks and rocks and mud and everything. And we'd make witches brew. And I can remember I was, I would struggle to get myself into a play state. And I'm like, oh, but I'm, I'm actually doing that with tea. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, and tapping it's, into that. Yeah, yeah, it is. People don't realize. They just think when, when someone says, oh, you know, I'm not creative. Well, yes, you are. Everyone's creative because it doesn't mean it's just art or writing. It's it's whatever we do. You know, even even doing housework, you can make. Yeah, you know, you're creative because you come up with ways of doing it. That's creativity. Yeah, so. yeah. No, creativity is it, it, and it is, and it then it changes that those again the, the neurological pathways. It actually starts to change things about you. You know, and you'd mentioned this earlier that a lot of us, because bad things happen to us, we get into these states where we're angry all the time, we're sad all the time, we're fearful all the time. And then we come across in our research and people are like, be joyful and grateful, but you're down here. And you're like, mm. how can how I be I joyful and great? How do I can be up here when I feel down here? You know, and I... It, I, I finally started paying attention to it's not that we don't feel the negative feelings. It's we actually let ourselves feel them mm. that mm. feel those get into a place of forgiveness, scream, yell, get angry. Okay. Move through it. Because a lot of times when we were in that trauma space in our survivor space, we couldn't feel it. We didn't feel it. Mm. We restricted it. Exactly. And we need to feel it and move through it. It's the same like I, my other dog that, my God, love the one that's barking at the moment and I apologize. <laughs> but the okay. one that I lost, like, you know, I I wanted to just sort of blank it out and switch it off and like, no, it hasn't actually happened, but it has happened. Yeah. And I thought I need to sit with this grief and I need to feel it so then I can move forward because what happens if we don't do that, it stays within us and turns to disease and that's not what we want. So we need to actually feel those feelings. But yeah. but definitely try and, of course, make sure that we, you know, like I'm now, even though I still, like it was only the other day, I was still, I'm still crying that, you know, of the loss of him. It's, I'm never going to get over that I've lost him. He was just so beautiful. I mean, he was my, part of my life. You know, part of my heart has broken and it's, it's gone with him. But, you know, I now sit with, like even, you know, mum came in last night. She said, oh, how are you going? And I said, yeah, good, it's okay. Max is here helping me cook. And she went, what? <laughs> And I said, yeah, he's here with me. I can feel him. He's here with me because he used to come and sit there while I was cooking and be with me. So, you know, it just made me feel good knowing that he was there with me. And, you know, and she just went, oh, okay then. And off she went. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I, I, you have to then turn that into something positive and, and you know, and now, now I think of him with loving memories, you know, even though they hurt, I still think them, of them from, you know, a, a place of love and gratitude 
that I had him for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's a huge part of healing actually. And I know you're talking about doing it with the dog, but what's interesting is you're talking about things that I'm actually doing with myself in my healing journey because for, oh, I don't know, a year or so I would wake up and the only, the only word I had for how I felt was I'm grieving. And I didn't know, I'm like, what am I grieving? And at first I was like, am I grieving the loss of the relationship with the ex? That seems, it felt silly to me. I was like, that's not it. And I finally realized I was grieving the four-year-old, the 10-year-old, the 20-year-old, me. I was grieving me. And mm. I have started doing very similar, just like you said with Max, that, oh, nope, he's here with me. Little four-year-old me isn't here, but she's here. Yep. She's here. And yep. she sits with me and she reminds me to play. Or, you know, 20-year-old me and I go, oh, you were so strong and so sassy. Oh, oh, I'm strong. Oh, I have that you're with me. And it's so, it, it was interesting how, when I started doing that and, and talking to them and I felt crazy, but my therapist is like, no, 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 do it's that. Like yep. either verbalize it or write it, write it. Journaling's great. Um, writing that piece because that actually, that grief doesn't go away. But when it shows up now, when it shows up, I go, which part of me am I grieving? Who, who needs love today? And it's a totally different story than when it was just grief and I don't know what to do, but sit here and cry. Yep. I love that. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Who can I love today? I love that. I'm going to use that as well. I'm gonna <laughs> so thank you because yes. it, that's how it, we've got to just completely turn it around and, and, you know, Wayne Dyer talks about it, you know, it's, you know, if, if you just look at it in a completely, like switch it, completely switch it the way you think makes all the difference in the yeah, world. It does. And it's, it's challenging. And at first I, I know when I've done it, I'm like, gosh, if it, it feels like it feels false, it feels like this isn't real. I'm just giving it lip service, give it the lip service, give it the writing service. Like you said, journal, just write yep. that out. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, one day. Oh, no, I really actually mean it. Oh, this is, no, I actually, I am grateful. I have, like I said, it's gardening season around here. So, and today, well, cause you're one day later, but it's, it's solstice. Yep. And, uh, and so I, I, again, kind of woo woo, but I've, I've kind of always celebrated solstice sort of secretly in my life. Now I have a partner that's, you know, so I got up before the sun so I could get up with the sun. That was just, that's just part of, you know. I say ritual, but it's just part of the experience for me. And today watching the sun come into my garden and I was just standing there in awe. And I was like, I did this. Aww. I put all this together. It's growing on its own, but I, I feed it and I water it and I care for it. And here soon we're going to get to eat yummy food from it. I'm like, oh, thank you. And it just, but you know, mm. a year ago probably wouldn't have been that same experience. It, you know, I just wasn't there yet. Exactly. Um, that's that forgiveness piece and forgiving myself too, you know, forgiving me for not being there for me, forgiving me for, you know, not loving the four-year-olds when I was 20, that type of thing. Exactly. It works all the time. Yeah. Going back because a lot of people have that the inner child is the, a big problem for a lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, and even if you just, 
and you're feeling a bit like that and it's you know that and you recognize that it's the child that perhaps needs that love then just get out a little piece of paper and you know whether it's even just a marker and just doodle and all Mm. of a sudden the inner child's like yay I'm happy now and it's it's yeah so whatever that it doesn't need to be difficult no and and I can remember um and in 2020, some of the things I, again, I, I say I'm all left thumbs. I like doodling stick figures things, but I would print out, I used to love coloring pages, coloring books. Mm. So I would print out adult coloring pages, you know, complex, complex mandalas that took time and, mm. you know, and I would, and I would sit and I would just do that. And, and it's funny how I look back on that now, but I'm like, I was actually tapping it. I didn't even think about that until just now when you said that. I was like, I actually used to do that. Like I spent 2020, I think I spent the first like six weeks of COVID every day, just going, doing a new one. And, and that, you know, that, that piece. And again, creativity doesn't have to be a big masterful work of art. It can be something simple. Exactly. Exactly. doesn't need to and it, as you say like it's just even if it is just grabbing that one of those coloring a sheet of paper or a book whatever to to color in it just it's amazing the you know the results that you get from doing that because the whole the whole reason it all works is because it's keeping you present mm-hmm. and that's being in the present is is the secret you know, to a beautiful, positive, lovely life. Because if we try and live in the future or the past, it's just, it doesn't work. It's where all the, you know, fear comes in and the ego and all that, staying in the present. Yeah, no, that's, it's so true. Yeah, when when you find yourself overthinking and or worrying, that's about the future. When you find yourself fearful, that's about the past. So how can you, okay, I recognize it, I get it. But yeah, when you have to do something that's, Right here, right now, right in front of me. Um, But yeah, I I do. So I think you do all kinds of art, but share with us a little, we're looking at some of your art now, but share with us some of the, what's the kind of things that you really, really enjoy making or something new that you're exploring right now? Uh, I mean, I I do, like I do intuitive art and then I do neurographic art, which is, again, they're, they're the sort of the healing aspects of it. But I also love to dabble in, you know, other different, you know, like I, I don't mind doing a bit of watercolour, colour pencil, acrylic. I, I pretty much do everything apart from oils. I haven't dabbled in oils yet, but I probably will one day. But, you know, I love, yeah, I love doing all the different types of art. Just, it, I think it's just that, you know, it's fulfilling my inner child and my adult. <laughs> <laughs> the child gave you the fuel and the adult's like, I'm going to run with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That you really enjoy that. So what's some advice you have? Cause I know a lot of us out there, me included. So maybe I'm asking for personal advice. <laughs> you talked about the blank canvas. I get that with writing. Um, what's an easy way to just, and you're probably going to say just start, but what's something or a trick that you get people to really kind of be like, okay, I really want to have this story. I want to say this thing but I'm stuck. What's something that they might be able to do for themselves? Okay. So I do have a, which I 
think I've sent you, and if I haven't, let me know, I will. But I've got a page on my website, so it's authoracademy.com.au forward slash gifts, G-I-F-T-S. Now, on there I have a few different gifts for the listeners, and one of them is a 30-day free writing challenge, and it's really awesome. So, and you can use it, like, start off with the one I've got, and then you can sort of incorporate that into your own. But what it is is you look at the picture. So you get a picture every day for 30 days. You look at the picture for five minutes and then you write about it for 15. And amazing how that sort of unblocks. And a lot of people, a lot of my clients, I'll say to them, like if they're writing a story about their life, grab one of the pictures that you're going to put in the book. Do the same exercise. Look at it and then write about it. And then all of a sudden, there's part of your book. Yeah, that's, I love that. That's easy. That's, that that's is something it's, that we can, we can look at those pictures. Yeah, because pictures are super powerful. They, they, they stimulate and create all kinds of, oh, I see this, I see that, I see, you know, oh, doing, doing things. Like, I'll go, right, here's your homework, here's a picture. And, you know, like when I've run workshops or classes at the college, you know, it's like, and I give them the same picture and then next week, you know, I go, okay, let's share about what everyone's written. And that same picture and completely different story. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot you can learn in how you interpret things. That's, Mm. that's one thing as I dive into journaling, that's what, you know, whenever I'm feeling, cause I was struggling to communicate and use feeling words. And she's like, okay, so describe it. I'm like, but I don't have the words. And she's like, describe the essence, describe the body, describe, you know, and anger wasn't the same every time and sadness. And so then I became, you know, you create this more complex picture, but it is, you could do that same exercise. And you're like, anger looks like this for me and sadness. And it's that complex human interpretation. Like you said, we're all connected but we're individually experiencing from our perspective. Mm. Um, and, but that perspective is, is hugely helpful to other people to go, okay, I experienced not exactly what you experienced, but I think that's why I understand you because, you know, not that I'm telling you my story or laying my story on you, but here's how it happened for me. Mm. And maybe that can help you see that, oh, there's, there's that way through, there's that path. That one little, oh, that, okay. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I didn't think of doing that. What That could actually help me. So, wow, yeah. let's try that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And I'll say, people say, it, you said it earlier, but people say, I'll say one little thing and they're like, wow, I needed to hear that. And I'm like, and you said something, I'm like, I needed to hear that. And just always mm. happening. I think uh, sometimes I say selfishly, I get more out of my podcast than I think my audience does but that's okay it's why I do it because I love doing it I get I get so much from connecting with individuals who have walked paths that were not they they didn't start in a pretty place but that doesn't mean that we we didn't find a way to keep moving forward from that Um, trust me I think your audience or I know me as I'm saying it from yeah, you know, my perspective, but you know, we we do get a lot from being on your podcast as well. So, mm. yeah, I look great. Win win. Yes. So you'd mentioned your website. Um, I always ask my guests: Is there an easy way? 
Is the website the best way? If people really want to get connected with you and your work, is there a great way for people to, uh, to do that today? Yeah, so they can just go on the website. There is a, a little schedule box on there if you want to contact me. But also on that Gibbs page, there is a, also a section where you can just shoot me a you know schedule a half an hour session with me that doesn't cost you anything and you know we can have a chat so lovely that's awesome yeah all those links are down below for those who are watching or listening just get get connected with sue tap a link um you know get some of that free stuff i probably will go down right download your 30 days because i'm like oh that sounds like fun i actually want to try it um so sue thank you for joining me and spending some of your morning with me um and and sharing your story and a lot of the great stuff that you're doing in your own healing journey uh with the audience today thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure Yes, to the audience who joined us today, thank you. And as always, I'm wishing you peace, love, and flow. May your flow be ever rising. Until next time.